Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 26 of the Sweet Seats podcast, hosted by the students of sports broadcasting here at Lake Orion High School. My name is Kyle Purdy, and I will be your host for today's episode. With me today, to my right, is the man Hayden Armstrong. How we doing? And across the pond is Luke Gainford. What up? And Benny Jones. So, guys, I wanted to talk about a few things today. Um, First off, starting with the NHL, let's set the record straight. The hosts of Tuesday's episode made a mistake. A little bit. All right? (laughs) A little bit of a mistake (laughs) with the NHL. They predicted that the Rangers and the Bruins would be in the Stanley Cup final. I'm here to tell you that that cannot happen. No. That cannot happen at all. That is impossible. It is possible for a conference championship game. However, for the actual real deal Stanley Cup finals, that's not going to happen. So I wanted to set the record straight, get your guys' predictions for the Stanley Cup um, playoffs, and, yeah, we'll go from there. So first off, Hayden, um, what, I- what is your projection for the uh, Stanley Cup finals? Uh, I will be taking the Bruins and the Oilers. The Oilers. The yep. Bruins and the Ooh, Oilers. All right, okay. I like that. I like that. You know, Connor McDavid, yeah. Um, yeah. Dude's, dude's legit. Uh, absolutely legit. Um, I won't get into the full names because I don't want to tear you guys down here. But um, Luke, what are your predictions for uh, the you know, Stanley Cup? Being a Bruins fan myself, I did see that awful choke last year, 3-1 lead against the Panthers. That yeah. was rough. You're a Bruins fan? Oh, yeah. God. That, that was rough to see. But, uh, I mean, the Panthers, I feel like, are the Bruins' kryptonite, but I still have to take the Bruins. There you go. Um, I agree. And then, I mean, I do like the Oilers pick, but, I mean, anyone, in, like, there's a really big three-way race in the Western Central Division. Yeah. And they're all, like, a couple points behind each other. But I'm probably going to have to go with uh, – probably going to have to go with the Canucks. They're, they're looking good this season. Yeah, I like the Canucks pick. I really yeah. do. Um, they're, they're super, super talented. A lot of depth on that team, and they've been just rolling people. Not the Red Wings, though tied the series on that. Benny, um, what are you thinking? I also like the Canucks. I'm going to take the Canucks. But um, on the eastern side, I'm not going to go with the Bruins. I, li- I like the Rangers a lot. Yeah, I think the okay. Rangers will make it. I don't mind that at all. I agree. I agree with Benny. Um, we, did this, we did this bracket prediction in TPW a few days ago, and I was leading that, and I decided to go with the Rangers and the Canucks. I think the Rangers are really, really good, and they're a force to be reckoned with. I mean, they have so much depth. They're really fast. Um, Igor Shosturkin is in net for them. He's he's a brick wall. And the Canucks, man, just they're dominating people. Ten-point lead in the Pacific behind <clears throat> the Canucks. It's Canucks, Golden Knights, Oilers, and that is a huge ten-point lead. And if you look at the if you look at the Atlantic where the Red Wings are playing. They're sitting at fourth right now. Tough loss to the Islanders last night. Um, I was in attendance. Wasn't exactly um, fun. It was a really good game, though. Just I knew I knew eventually the Red Wings were going to have a game like that, playing yeah. down. Yeah. Um, and the Islanders are really in a spot where they need to push for the playoffs. Like, they're out of... Yeah. They're out of the wild card by a few games. Um, they really need to turn things around. So, yeah, the Islanders... Islanders, 59 games played. They're at 64 points. Um, and I believe the wild card two right now is the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are two points behind the Red Wings, sitting at 70 points. So if the Islanders want to make a move, they had to make it now. And yeah. winning against the Red Wings, although I hate it, that was a very good win for them to um, get on the right track. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, from an unbiased, you know, fan point of view of that game, it was a fun game to watch. It was. It was a fun yeah. game to watch, especially in attendance. Um, however, we we as Red Wings fans were not very fond of the refs last night at all. Pretty questionable. If you were watching on TV, yeah. you could hear our chants ringing through the entire stadium. <laughs> refs, you suck. And it was – the energy was really high in there. It was it was a really fun game to watch, and I think I think if – Detroit gets playoff hockey back. It's going to bring something special to this It'll city. Big, it's yeah. going to be it's going to be rocking in that place. Like it it was a Thursday night game last night against the Islanders who we were pre- supposed to win against. We had the money line in that game. We lost, but that place was jumping and I, I want to get to a playoff game. It's yeah. it is really really good to see. Um Hayden, I wanted to pivot kind of towards your um experience yeah. in our Tuesday. day. I wanted to talk about some high school basketball. Unfortunately, um, our Lake Orion Dragons got knocked out. We did. The boys' squad got knocked out by Mott. Was it fifty-three to thirty-two? It was. That's the correct score. Fifty-three to thirty-two. Um, you know, I I didn't watch Mott this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never able to get to one of Mott's games. Um, however, I heard they were super super athletic. Yeah, they're uh, super uh, talented. They're a super talented team. I mean. Halftime, I believe we were only down six points. It was 19 to 13. Um, we Low kept scoring, it close. Huh? Yeah. Um, then in the second half, they kind of just ran away with it. There was really nothing we could do to stop them. I mean, their bench players, um, Gavin Ort, one of the kids I know, he comes off the bench. I mean, he's a really good player. They just have a lot of depth on their squad, as do we. But, you know, they had some experience, and they're a super talented team. So it was a tough loss, but, you know. And I wanted to ask you about this, too. Were you surprised with Avondale dropping to Clarkston? Honestly, no. Um, you thought Av- Clarkston was better? I believe Avondale's better individually. Clarkston is just, ever since we've grown up, doesn't matter football, basketball, they're always going to find a way somehow. They're, uh, it doesn't matter if they don't have the talent. They uh, just they just kind of click as a team. And they do find a way. It's hard to watch and hard to play against, but, I mean – I got to give credit where credit's due. Yeah. So, unfortunately, your guys' run is over in the district semifinals. Who do you think is going to win tonight, Mott or Clarkson? I got Mott by 20. How much you guys think? Mott or Clarkson? It's probably going to be Mott. I mean, they did really good against Lake Orion. Yeah. I think they're just going to absolutely destroy Clarkson. I'm but also taking Mott. I think Clarkson, if we beat Mott, I think we, we would have beat Clarkson for uh, the second time playing them. Like, Clarkson – had a losing record, yeah. if I'm not wrong. They, I think they, they were 11 and 12 or 11 and 11. They looked really beatable. They just, if they get hot like shooting, yeah, they they just can pull away with yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, one thing is when we we played Clarkson, I believe our third game of the season. I was hurt for that game. I did not play. We played at Clarkson. I think we only lost by about 10. I 100% agree that the game Mott versus us was kind of the district championship. I think if Clarkson wins, it will be an upset. Just because I do think, you know, the game between us versus my whoever yeah. won the game will win tonight. So, yeah. And One I thing I do want to add, though, also is um, we had the most wins. We had six. I think we were 16 and seven. We had the most wins since 2019 here. So, you know, there you go. it wasn't a horrible there you season. Go. Attaboy, there. Attaboy. And, yeah, like you said, Hayden, um, Clarkson just finds a way, no matter That's what, what the circumstances are. They always find a way. And, I mean, no discredit to you guys at all against Mott. I right. mean, Mott's a super talented team. Yeah. 
we talked about it earlier in the week that if you guys got through Kettering, which you did by like 44, yeah, um, yeah. Mott was going to be the challenge. Right. And it, it's unfortunate that Mott fell on your side of the semifinal bracket. For sure. But, um, you know, just how the cards were dealt. Yeah, and they, if you guys uh, got through Mott, I think you guys would have been rolling. Mott had a uh, their point guard, number three, I'm not sure of his name, but he's super talented. He he pushed in transition really well. He got most of their transition points, and their whole team just run. They're a, they have experience, but they're also a young team. They had three sophomores starting, a junior, and then a senior. So they were young, and that senior guard, again, not sure of his name, but everything ran through him. Their offense, he facilitated for everyone, got everyone their shots. And on defense, I mean, I love my point guards, but, you know, they kind of got locked up, and we couldn't, we couldn't do much on offense. Yeah. We couldn't get into our sets, which hurt us because – we're more of a set set piece team, kind of. We like to get to our plays. And that's how you guys got against Harper Woods. I mean, yeah. you guys you guys got set. You guys found you guys found your spots, and you were hitting shots too. Yeah, we uh, we did not really miss that game. Yeah, it, it was it was really fun to watch because I was at that game. Made a nice little highlight package of that game. It was a good one. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you: Is there any team in D one that's really going to stand out in terms of like this team's probably going to win the state championship? Yeah, it's a guy with the team with Trey McKinney. Um, yeah, that don't. There, no one, no one will come close to them. Yeah, no. I mean, St. Mary's. They beat Brother Rice like twice. They have Elijah Williams, one of the best players in the country, and they stomped Brother Rice yeah, a couple times. Trey McKinney is just you watch him, and he. I watched one game. He had twenty eight. It was just the most effortless twenty eight like I've ever seen. The yeah. way he plays in the pit. He plays. He kind of reminds me of. Luca a little bit. You know how Luca just plays at his own pace. Yeah, I mean yeah. he he just does whatever he wants, and he's pretty much unstoppable. And he has the core guys around him to support him. Yeah. And that's what really makes um, at every level of basketball. That's what makes guys like like single solo players good. Right. It's their pace of play when they do have the ball and when they don't have the ball when exactly. they're off ball. And if and if you can move around, you can just kind of slow down the game to your own pace. Yeah. And the guys around you can play at your speed. And I mean you just lull them to sleep at that yeah, point back to that's a that's a good point back to our game versus Mott we defensively as a team we're su- we're super good once we get like set like half yeah. court defense they that's why they only scored 19 points in the first half is you know we get into our half court defense and they couldn't do much it was this the transition points that killed us was hitting shots at all a problem in the game definitely um you know, Sharky, our shooter, he I think he maybe went one for seven. Didn't we just we couldn't hit And that's no discredit to no, Sharky at all. either. He he's, been, he's been awesome. insane he's one this of the, season. He's one of the best three point shooters I think the school has seen in a long time. Yeah, I th- think he's the best shooter since Alden, I would say. Yeah. I mean probably maybe better. And Alden's Alden's playing division two basketball? I think he's he's I at Henry he's Ford now. At Henry Ford now. Yeah. Oh, Henry okay. Ford is one of the best like they're, uh, Juco's, yeah, they're, yeah. they're really something. good. He was at Grand Valley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he transferred out of there. I mean, I mean, Alden was really fun to watch. That squad that they had, um, they had Jeff Perkowski too. Yep. You remember him? I do. He injuries injuries kind of rattled him for high school, but I mean, that dude was like six foot ten. Yeah. He was dunking on people. It was, and he's he's playing at uh, Concordia right now. I saw him. I saw him the other day. He's playing ball at Concordia. Good, good. NAIA program. Yeah. Um, Shout out Blake Liddell. Oh yeah, Blake well. Liddell. But the uh, going off that all uh, the Alden Ritt team, I think my favorite player to watch here was Malachi. And yeah, I mean he was just 
insane. Malachi was awesome. I, I've never seen, like, in person, best handles I've ever seen in Creator. And we're we're praying for Malachi, too. Of course. He's yeah, going, he's going yeah. through, some, he's stuff going through right some stuff right now, um, some medical problems. Yeah. Um, if anyone if anyone is watching this, he has go a check out. out there. He does have a GoFundMe. Um, Malachi Granberry, um, like I said, dealing with some medical stuff. His family's got to go fund me out. I think he's currently in the hospital. Yep. Um, hoping he pulls through because yep. man, that guy was that Love guy was that awesome. Guy. He was he was a big character guy too. He was. Yeah. He was he was really yeah. fun to watch and he just he kind of brought that attitude to the team that somebody For needed. Sure. He was he was really in the game. He was scoring points. He was making plays. And I mean, that's that's the type of guy you need in high school basketball. That's why that's why Trey McKinney is so good. Mm-hmm. He kind of reminds me of like a Mac McClung in high school. Yeah. And he's their <clears> motor. Oh yeah. For sure, hundred percent. Um, I guess I guess it's time to pivot now. We can pivot a little bit towards um the NFL Combine. NFL Combine started this week. I think defensive players hit the field yesterday. They did. Um, yeah. and I mean there there's some studs out there. I know some guys. I know some guys aren't um they're not partaking in the combine more on the offensive side, more so on the offensive side. Yeah. Um, couple of quarterbacks aren't throwing, but. Penix is throwing still. Bo Nix is throwing still. McCarthy. When do they throw? I believe it's going to be in the next following week, maybe next week, I believe. Early, like Monday, Tuesday? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, there's some there's some studs out there. And you look you look at some of these guys who are like 6'5", 300 pounds, and that are running like 4'7", 5'40s. Like, what are they feeding these guys? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. Is there any? Is there anybody particularly that stood out for you guys uh, for watching me, the combine? For me, Chop Robinson. He ran, I think, a four four eight. Yeah. Uh, and he he's from Penn State, and he's like huge. He's like six three two fifty, and he's just a beast. Like yeah. he's gonna be so fast off the edge. Like, yeah. And I think I know who you're about to say, and it's the same as mine, yeah. Braden Fisk. Fisk. He is six six. Animal. 297, and this dude ran a 478. His he is a interior D lineman, and he ran a 478. His stock uh, definitely rose that's, after yesterday. That's un, like, that's unheard of. Yeah, unbelievable. Dude was, I mean, he looked like a inside linebacker out there going through those drills. Yeah, and I saw I saw an overlay too in um in a D line like pass rush drill, and I think it was over Byron Murphy out of Texas. I mean, that guy's a stud. Yeah, he's, he he's a he stud, is. and he yeah. he can move. He ran. What does that say there? Four, four, eight, seven. Yep. They're very close, but I mean, you look at Fisk overlap against anybody with that new technology. He just he has an extra step, yeah. and that's really what you need in the NFL to set yourself apart. If you can get that first step on an offensive lineman, it puts you in control of a pass rush or a run or a run block. Thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I I kind of personally I want the Lions. Because we can we can talk about that too. The Lion, it's uh the twenty twenty four NFL draft is in Detroit. Yep, it's gonna be awesome. I think yeah. that, I think the place is gonna be rocking. Yeah. However, I hope that the Lions do not have a first round pick. I saw a rumor yesterday, and I think that we could be able to give up twenty nine, and maybe somebody else, maybe some cap room for Legarius Sneed. Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, we need a corner. He is Just fantastic, and I, I personally would rather rely on a veteran. Well, not exactly a veteran because Snead is still he's, very young. Yeah, he's young. He but he proved himself though. this year. He he's experienced. Experience. He's, he's a CB one. Was he CB one for yeah, Kansas yeah, City for this sure. year? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, cornerback one. Um, and 
like I like I just said, I'd rather rely on veterans. And another big piece I want the Lions to get. Could you imagine Aiden Hutchinson playing across from Josh Allen? Are you kidding me? That would, yeah, that would be, crazy. be crazy. He had he had 19 and a half sacks this year. Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, Josh Allen's a stud. And I and I really really do think that Josh Allen is going to be a stud wherever he goes. I just hope that the Lions get him. And I I don't want Brad Holmes to be dormant and like yeah. Like good where he's at because a lot a lot of contracts are expiring. Yeah, and I think that thirty million rise in cap space helps that a little bit. But I don't want I don't want Brad Holmes to get content with where we are because Amon Ross contract goes up this year. Yep, Goff's contract, of course. I think I think Reynolds's contract. He might be a free agent. He's close. Yeah, at least. I th- I think he's either close or next year's is um yeah his thing. So yeah, I just don't want Holmes to get complacent with yeah. where we're at. Also to Add on to your thing about Lajerry Snead. I, I think like this year the corners are not as strong as last yeah, year. Yeah, the like, only guy that there's one guy from Toledo. Is that what you're gonna say? No, I was gonna say Kool Aid McKinstry. Kool Aid yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's one there's one dude from Iowa, but there's no one that really stands out to me that would be like. Right. Insane. I don't know. I don't know how good Cooper DeGene's gonna be. Yeah. I really he's, don't. Yeah. He's like he's kind of like that hit or miss guy. He can mm-hmm. either be. He can either be that really good, like, free safety spot. Yeah, I mean, he's I just tracking thinking. everybody down. Because you s- – I think everybody saw the clip of him chasing down Samaj Morgan in the Big Ten yeah. Championship game yeah. on that punt return. That's a guy – like, character guys. We've talked about it kind yeah. of <clears throat> with high school basketball too. Just if you have a character guy in your squad that's going to put that effort out there, he'll have a home. I, I, I did yeah. not doubt in my mind that he'll have a home. I just don't know how good he's going to be. I think yeah, that yeah. he – I mean, I want – you know – Big Ten football. I watched him a lot, and you can he can do pretty much anything. You can go line him up one on one, man coverage. He'll lock down whoever he's guarding, and then I I'm high on him because he ha, he does have that engine, like you said. He tracked down Samaj Morgan. He he has the motor. He just goes to he sees ball, he hits ball. I mean, so yeah. I think I think he'll be good Small wherever he goes. Yeah, and um, again with the Lions, I'm not sure what they're gonna do. I'm not sure what moves they're gonna make. Me neither. Um. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see how that goes. Um, who do you guys want the Lions to get? Like either free agency or draft. Um, I'm gonna go with Lajarius Snead. I mean, about that rumor. Like, I think if we can get him, he would like complete our defense almost. Like, and also we need. I think we need another edge rusher to across from Hutch because they Hutch gets doubled like frequently. And if we have two threats on opposite sides, I think like we're gonna get pressure like every single play the only the only reason well not the only reason but a good a good amount of the reason why I want to go after a veteran and free agency aside from um the draft is because we don't have very many picks I mean maybe a few like a few more fifth sixth seventh rounder guys but in terms of first second third round like first and second day guys there's the lines don't have much to choose from so they either got to make the most of who they're picking or make a solid trade and either get somebody like Legereus Sneed or even pick up somebody in free agency like Josh Allen where you don't have to give up anybody and you have the cap space to do so we, now. Yeah, our <coughs> cap space is one of the I, uh, best in the league. We have great cap space, yeah. and I think I think a lot of that is going to go towards restructuring contracts and yeah, yeah, signing yeah, yeah. new yeah. contracts. you got to sign a Monroe St. Brown. Yep. You're going to yeah. sign Gibbs. I would like yep. to keep David Montgomery, even mm, though running backs yeah. are the most replaceable position. But you saw how David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs were together. Yeah. They were like thunder and lightning. <laughs> right. They were awesome. They were really, really good. Um, I uh, I have one um, free agent. You know, it's kind of out of the picture. Um, not really though. We could Mike Evans. 
I don't know what. Uh, he's so old though. I bet dude. So old. Yeah, thousand the yards. The thing about him, he's but so he's still, consistent. He's still every, consistent. Like, yeah, I agree. He had what the what the most touchdowns this year, even yeah. though he's old. When is Ridley keeps. gonna be a free agent? That's a good point. He just got signed last year's right. thing. But I don't think he signed it a was, big deal, did he? No, he no, didn't. No, it was small. Because he was out for... He had the uh, gambling. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. He was, um, And then he had his, like, mental health. He was out for that for that. a few weeks, like, two years ago. So he... Oh, I think he is a free agent. Yeah, he... Because it's saying right uh, by ESPN, the Jaguars want him back, but, like, is it really possible with their cap space? Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. And I think... Um, I think... Uh, the Eagles got saved. Like the Eagles really got saved with this thirty million rise because the Eagles are in bad shape. Yeah, I think they were thirty million over the cap. Yeah, and that's why that's why the salary cap in the NFL is a joke. Right. It's an absolute joke. Um, and that is the last thing I'm gonna say because unfortunately that is all the time we are gonna have for today. Yep. Thank you for listening to the Sweet Seats podcast for Kyle Purdy, Hayden Armstrong, Luke Gainford, and Benny Jones. We say so long, everybody.